Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the AI Comic Pod. It is episode 49, we're almost at our milestone, and tonight it's just me and Stu discussing, well, previewing Thor Ragnarok, which is out in the UK. We're lucky again next week. Um, How are you doing, Stu? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. I've got my tickets for next week and I'm going on Thor's Day. There you are. Bit of Norse mythology for those that understand that. You got shouted down on Twitter, didn't you? I did for a terrible <laughs> pun, and people don't realise that Thursday is actually named after Thor, and Wednesday is indeed. named after Odin. Yeah, you, you, I, I learned something about it that you know your mythological things. I do. I was always obsessed with Norse, Greek, and Roman mythology when I was in primary school. So, as you can yeah. tell, I was a fucking nerd in primary school as well. My, my basic Norse mythology comes from How to Train Your Dragon, Vikings, and and the Thor films. It's kind of quite extensive. If you watch Vikings, there's a lot. And about there was also the American Gods as well. I haven't watched that yet, actually. Um, did you enjoy it? I, I, I've heard very mixed things. I part enjoyed it. It, it, <laughs> it, was, it was good in bits, and then head-bashingly infuriated in others but people that have read the comics tell me that or read the books tell me that it's like one of the best adaptations ever put to tv that's that's, yeah i think it's hard because yeah it's a complex book series i know that and and translating stuff from from books film is never that easy a thing to do although it's becoming more and more successful i think netflix is giving director's freedom to do stuff which is working and so is amazon prime i was just gonna say this was an amazon one wasn't it so they're they're starting to follow suit now with with yeah i think netflix have kind of stolen a a march a little bit on it um they announced the other day they've got 80 original films coming out on netflix next year well and they've got a film directed by martin scorsese on really next year yeah it's a huge budget film um it's got pacino and de niro in it and oh, Joe Pesci and Leonardo DiCaprio because he's in. I believe so. Um, I can't. The Irishman, I think it's called. Um, it's the biggest thing they've ever had, obviously. Um, Jesus, that, I mean, that's like a genuine, real film. 
Yeah, I know. So, yeah, you've got um, yeah Joe Pesci's back with the other two. Harvey Keitel as well. Uh, it's just like literally, I think DiCaprio's actually not in it. Um, but it's it's the classic cast of, of actors. So you can tell where they're going with things. It's it's all up the ante really now. So you're getting series and, and we're both watching Mindhunter, which is a big David Fincher thing. Um, he did do a bit of House of Cards direction, but he's mainly a, a pretty big Hollywood director. Do you know what I mean? So it's quite interesting actually because... It's starting to compete a little bit. Um, there's this mental film called Okja, um, and I made you watch Snowpiercer, which I think you saw was all right at times. Yeah. Um, but the director, who's a Korean director, and he's done a film called The Host, has done this this film you know, straight to Netflix. And it's just giving directors that maybe aren't always getting the funding you know, to get these projects off the ground um, kind of an outlet. And it's, it's interesting, man, what's coming out of it. So... Yeah, it'd be good to see some more comic book adaptations. You know, I know we've got our we we can never have stuff. we can never have too many comic book things. No, and there's some interesting things coming out. Obviously, you're watching The Gifted at the minute. I need to start that. And then the, the Gifted the other... started off really well. For anyone that doesn't know, just before we do go into Ragnarok, we'll do our little tangent slash catch up. Yeah, it, it's set in the same universe as the X Men, but it doesn't feature the X Men. Uh, yeah, it, it, exactly. it name checked them very briefly, but it's not sort of resting on on the coattails of the more established. What was the character. other one that was out earlier in the year that was the same kind of principle? Uh, um, why has my mind gone blank? The Patrick Stewart's rumored to potentially be in the second. Series. Oh, uh, Legion. Yeah. So yeah, it's same sort of deal takes pl- takes place in in the established X Men universe. Yeah. drops the odd name but it's not like oh well I was you know I went to the X-Men mansion the other day and something something <laughs> Professor Xavier not doing a slightly slightly funny Deadpool impersonation no it, 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 it's name. not yeah. being real fucking clang here's another no. X-Man the only, the only sort of name that you'll get mentioned at some point possibly is one of the characters is called Polaris and she is Magneto's daughter so she's got the exact same powers as him Cool. You'd think at some point that's going to come out. Yeah, you'd um, imagine so. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do, so. do a little news section, but I'll do it at the end um, okay. once nice. we've done this. Because I just want to yeah. talk about Marvel Comics in general. So we'll, yeah, 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 we can add time, and we can add time. Um, we'll, we'll get our major subject matter out the way first. Our major subject matter is is a film we've both kind of been waiting a long time for. I think we, I think a lot of had, a lot of people listening probably have as well. Yeah, there was a poster, you know, the original kind of neon kind of poster, and I think it had Japanese or Thai writing on or something, and that came out well over a year ago I, I, it was a long time this film feels like it's been in production for, for quite a long time actually a lot longer than guardians and and other other things um and it just looked it was all neon and vivid colors and all that and it, and it had hulk and, and and thor obviously on it and i just thought this film looks looks ace it just looks so different man i mean that's and then when you get in the trailers that have come out it's just it's not at all like what we've seen from a Thor film before, which basically. is quite good because it's, it is good. You, it's you'd very be hard good, pushed to find anyone that could find that many positive things to say about the Thor films. If it wasn't for the Hulk film and Iron Man two, 
these would yeah. pretty much be rooted firmly at the bottom of everyone's list. They, they're not without their, their positives, but no. they have got so many negatives that it really did ruin them. And it, it yeah, Kat Dennings that, is the one thing. <laughs> yeah, she, Kat Dennings has been brilliant because she's great comic relief. Um, the guy, oh, I forget the actor's name, the one that plays Dr. Selvig, he's, he's been good as comic relief. But for a, a comic book film, it can't rely on just the comic relief. You know, there needs to be no. the actual and I, I, I enjoyed the first one, I'll be honest. Um, I did enjoy the first one. There was moments of it I enjoyed. I think we both always said that the biggest issue really is the relationship between Thor and, and Natalie Portman. It just didn't didn't She's work at all. Fuck. I, I know you don't like her, obviously, but she just didn't fit. It just and she didn't. Right, if you watch those films, you get this sense she doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Do you know? Like she, you I get, get the impression from pretty much every film she's ever done. She always looks yeah. like she's being held hostage when she's in a film. A little bit, yeah. There's an indie film called Garden State, which I'm fond of, and she's good in that. Um, but that's going back a long way. That's a Zach Braff film that he directed and wrote oh, and stuff. Um, it's his first thing he did outside of Scrubs. And it's a good film, but it's it's um, really good soundtrack. But other than that, and that's where she's kind of quirky and weird and, and a bit fun. Like, she's been... Not a fun actress to, to in, you know, not many people take a lot of heart from her performances, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Bit of a shit career, considering her potential. Uh, from Leon, was she in Leon? Yeah. Kid? Is that what people hyped her about? Yeah, yeah. that was a good film. Um, that's really okay, good I'll, film, I'll give her that one, because Leon's a fucking brilliant film. Yeah, I need to go back and see that. I haven't watched it for time. Um, but... Yeah, not she's probably the weakest element. Um, and like you said, there's a couple of comic relief elements, and there's a couple of nice things. Loki involved is always good. Tom Hiddleston's always great. I don't think they've ever really given... Um, I can't remember... Oh, God, who's the actor that plays his dad, who plays Odin? Um, um, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I don't think they've ever given him enough to, to do, really, for such a senior actor with such experience, you know? Um, and, and I just think it's all, all in all been a bit of a mess and um, the second film really is <laughs> it's a really shit film to be honest um mm. i keep trying to find positives about it and i've rewatched really it in, in a hope of getting excited about elements of it but it's just a bit messy man and, yeah. and nothing really nothing really happens and you're kind of waiting for something to happen um Loki's got a nice turn in it, but other than that, there's really not a lot going. So I think when this came along and, and all the buzz around this film, a lot of it was to do with a director, which is quite quite rare, actually, because, you know, Guardians wasn't hyped because of James Gunn. Do you know what I mean? I think Ant-Man got a bit of traction because of Edgar Wright and then obviously a bit of publicity or positive or negative when he when he left quite famously yeah um and then john favreau is obviously you know with, with with iron man but you know he at the time was a kind of relatively unknown director and then the russo's pretty much unknown until they started doing and doing captain america series so it's never been a whole lot of directors that have got any buzz about these films they have on sequels and they have maybe now that one getting involved. once they've done one and people have seen the the work yeah the name in the genre kind of thing yeah exactly or, or you know if they've got a background in it or they might have certain followers but directors don't really come with that kind of territory i think the one one that's quite interesting um ryan coogler um did creed 
um, which I quite enjoyed. And he has got a bit of buzz about him, and then signed on for for Black Panther. So that got a bit of bit of excitement, and that's quite an original feature. Oh, so, right. So he's potent. That's potentially the Michael B. Jordan connection as well. I think that is the Michael B. Jordan connection. Yeah, I think that's where that came from. Um, Which is good because I really like Michael B. Jordan, and it. It'll, yeah, he's, he's looking got a, really, yeah. really good from the trailers. Do you know? You, and I know I quite like Anthony Mackie, but I think he would have been a good Falcon, um, Michael B. Jordan. But yeah, I could, I I could just see that. He, yeah, I, I just could, think he's got a little bit more natural charisma. I don't know, maybe that's he, a bit. But he's still harsh. got the delivery. He's still funny enough to pull off the little snidey one-liners that yeah does. He, he, he's got an interesting career ahead of him I'm, I'm hoping and obviously next year we'll, we'll talk quite a bit about that film and we'll might discuss it a little bit at the end but um that's that's obviously getting some interesting kind of hype but you know again a director that's not done that style of film and and coming into this you probably couldn't since james gunn but you probably couldn't have picked a more left field director than taika Y-T-T. Y-T-T. yeah now he's, this guy he's is about he's kiwi yeah he's about as eccentric as they come he dresses like a young jeff goldblum which is a massive compliment um he's all flowery shirts and matching you know matching he's shorts very, and stuff. very flamboyant yeah and i kind of like that you can kind of see the flamboyantness well if you want to the- if you want to call it what it is he's just fucking weird Whenever, well, yeah, whenever, whenever exactly. I've seen him doing yeah. any kind of behind-the-scenes videos, he just looks like a real oddball. But yeah. I'm sure if you were an actor, you would rather work with an oddball director who makes it fun than someone who's Mr. Super Serious every day. And the relationship yes. he seems to have with Chris Hemsworth yes. just looks brilliant. It looks like they've been friends for decades, the way, yeah, the it way does. they're bouncing yeah, off it each does. other. And he's been around for quite a while. He's an actor, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's a director. Um, he's a bit of everything, really. I think what he's famous for, so he's quite involved with Flight of the Concords for a period of time. There's a really weird New Zealand indie film called Eagle vs. Shark that, again, is one of those films that people stumble across, usually when they're travelling. Um, and just various things like that. And then last year, he popped up with a film that I think was released at the cinemas, but it was straight onto Netflix when it came that way, which is called Hunt for the Wilder People. Now, it's a lot of people's favourite film of last year, of, of at least an indie kind of perspective, you know, rather than your mainstream film. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a cool... It's, it's a proper Kiwi film, so it's got that kind of very traditional kind of New Zealand kind of twist to it and it's all set in New Zealand so you get that kind of wonderful scenery but it's really it's really off kilt man it's not like anything you've seen it's it's a, it's it's comedy but um it's very strange but very likable and the kid in it called Julian Dennison is going to be in the second um Deadpool film um which is really ah, interesting ah right um, if you watch if you watch the, the film he it's it's cool man i think you'd like it it's it is really offbeat but it's very funny and it's got some really good elements to it this kid just talks like no other kid he, he suit deadpool to a t let's put it that way um and you, everyone kind of got a bit of buzz and went who's this director what's he doing you know and what's he doing next because they just want to see what he's going to produce and to go from such a small indie film which did really well but it was like a budget of like thousand dollars but no that's very underplayed but it's definitely one of the smallest budgets for a film i've seen in recent years um it's just 
it's just kind of a, a kind of crazy thing that's happened. So they must have just been excited about him and wanted to work with him. And again, look, we overhype Marvel a lot. Well, we hype Marvel a lot. I mean, we over it necessarily, but they're just producing. They, you know, they're making bold decisions in who they bring onto projects. And if anything needed a shot in the arm and a reinvention and a completely fresh new take on it, it was the Thor franchise. As and such. especially if any of them needed a comedic shot in the arm to really lighten them up. Cause they, yeah, it was Thor, dark without Thor being himself, dark it, enough, you know? Yeah, because Thor in the Avengers films has always been quite funny. Yeah, so he has. It, it makes it even more surprising that he's been so dry in his own and Lo- Loki as well, man, to an extent, you know, yeah. like Loki is all about being, you know, the mythology of it all. If you want to go back that way, Loki's mischievous, man, isn't he? You know, it's all about him being naughty and difficult and, and problematic and, and, but with a twist and, and they're just, you know, Hiddleston's had that when you've given him the, the license, but not so much within Thor films, you know, they've really not given him enough to go on. So you're right. When you look at Avengers in particular, those two, or as much a standout as anything for me in it. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone in it's got, it just worked really perfectly. But um, yeah, you give them lines and they can deliver them. You know, it's all about that script and that direction. So I think you'll see, yeah, you'll see more fun. I think that's the ultimate thing with this film. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but in terms of what we're expecting initially, you've seen the trailer, everyone's gone you know, seeing Thor going, yes, that's my, I know him, he's a friend from work line, which when oh, I yeah. first saw, I just was in stitches because I just thought that's genius, you know, it's, it's just the way they did it. Um, and you've got people like Jeff Goldblum and you've got these kind of crazy actors that you wouldn't have thought would have been involved in a film like this. Big, big, and, big, big buzz around Kate Blanchett, obviously, yeah, as yeah. Helen. Just before we, we go on to casting, that, that I think, one thing I remember saying around the Logan um, time yeah. was Logan and Thor kind of feel similar in the sense that it looks like we're going to get the films that both of the characters deserved. And we've obviously, so far, Logan was exactly what Wolverine deserved. Oh it God, looked like it? Ragnarok yeah. should be the solo film that Thor deserves as well. Because the other two have, like we said, they've had their merits, they've had their faults, but they've always been regarded as a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, the now big we... issue, I think, with the last two Thor films as well is they've really just played out in the wrong world, you know? Yeah. Like, I think when you've got Guardians, it's always, you know, hopping into intergalactic space travel and all that. I just think Thor felt a bit like, why the hell are they in England? Or why the hell are they at Stonehenge? Or what the hell are they doing here? It didn't really feel like what you, you know, you've got this guy in his, his incredible outfit and his hair and all his muscles and all that jazz. And then he's next to people in, you know, with with umbrellas in, in soggy old England. It didn't look right, man. It worked in Captain America and, and when they got the, the set and the feel right, you know, the, the 40s and stuff. But it just didn't look right, man, for me. It, it's not... It, it didn't fit and I think when you look at this you go right we want more of Asgard we don't just want a flash of it or we want more of you know wherever the hell that arena is going to be it looks amazing uh, and stuff yeah and I think that's more what what we'd expect maybe or maybe just what I'd expect and, and it does allude to the whole Planet Hulk element of things which is, yeah, is kind it, of exciting they they 
I think it was uh, it was Mark Ruffalo who Mark Ruffalo has been in so much kind of fake trouble recently for things that he's said and things that he's done. But um, there was a good piece with him and Don Cheadle um, at a premiere. It might have been for Guardians Two or at the um, yeah. It was no, earlier it, this year. It was the, it was D twenty four the Disney Expo. That's what it was. Yeah, and, it was. And, yeah. and they asked him, you know, about oh, any chance of you getting a, a Hulk film? And he basically said, well, no, because the people that own Universal the rights... Universal are being twats. Yeah. You, I think, I, I can't remember the wording, but it was along the lines of a being dicks. And basically, it's impossible for them to now do another solo Hulk film. They won't play in the way that Sony have played with Spider-Man. They're not even willing to compromise on a deal that would make them a shit ton of money. So it's they a weird come up one. With a way yeah, they're basically a giving one. Hulk a solo film without it being a Hulk film. You know, he he's getting his story broken up into like three different other films, and that's the way they're getting around it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, like a it's, it's clever a, it's because a, they they've picked up on the gal clause, isn't it? You know, that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk has been one of the huge successes since they they started the MCU because Hulk was always a little bit the Ang Lee version was a bit meh with um, yeah. Eric Banner and um, Ed Norton was good but the story and the the feel of it wasn't right and then they no. landed on you know really solid ground with Mark Ruffalo they've got the graphics better so he looks fantastic he just doesn't look even the same person <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like you saw loads of memes when that that footage was released of you know boyfriend versus the one you ought to worry about kind of thing. You've got those two comparisons of Hulk and it's just not even alike, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I think Hulk, being honest, is probably the best thing about that second trailer. Um, but the, and then, I, I saw a great stat about that. Up before Ragnarok starts, Hulk had only met, uttered eight words in the entire MCU. <laughs> and now you've got him having full-on conversations where he says, you know, about... Um, it's all like raging fire and... and yeah, hunk. you're like a, li- a little tame flame and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I saw something the other day that was saying, I think it's meant to have been a year since the end of Age of Ultron, something like that. And for pretty much that entire year there's been no banner. He's been living almost exclusively as the Hulk on the planet of Sakaar. And it's like the lines have been blurred now between Hulk and banner. And he's actually become almost the perfect Avenger because he's got Hulk's rage, Hulk's strength, but banner's intelligence. And that was always the thing that held the Hulk back was the fact that he was basically a moron. Well, if you've got the Hulk now with a genius level intellect, how important is that going to be when it comes to, oh, I don't know, Thanos invading Earth? Yeah, you know, it might no, be quite no more, no more Hulk smash. It could be Hulk go over there and do this complicated thing and he can actually do it. So, <laughs> well, bar his, bar his big hands. Bar it, away. Yeah, it, he couldn't disarm like, a bomb, could he? He couldn't, he couldn't do anything he, like he that. He couldn't dial a number on a phone or anything like that. I don't that. think he could do keyhole surgery. I think he'd struggle. Depends how big the keyhole was. <laughs> You could probably do it on a T-Rex, but probably not on you. No, you are I would little. think not. I am, yeah, I am slightly small. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ruffalo, being honest, is you just want to see more. Like, his story was going places when you when you get to Age of Ultron, because I really liked his 
interplay with um, Scarlett Johansson are, are really interesting together. Um, and you like the way their story's kind of connecting. But she's the only one that can kind of get through to him, really. And, yeah, that whole And you wanted more of that, thing. man. You know, it, it didn't, it left you kind of going, where's the rest of this story? Do you know what I mean? It, and, and then obviously you go into Civil War where everyone is involved except these two. Thor and Hulk um, and you just kind of you know I think you want more development of that story Definitely. And, and I don't know if we'll get it we might get a bit of it um, I'm not sure we'll get a whole lot when it comes to the Thanos films because it's just going to be there's going to be too much action to be a lot of action a lot of characters uh, relationships of people meeting for the first time Guardians and Thor and everyone else it's going to be intriguing Um, and you've got more Doctor Strange to throw in there and Ant-Man and and the Wasp I assume is involved and then even in the second film you've got Captain Marvel to throw in so it's going to be interesting how they do it but you know let's be honest I think we will see more of that, and then hopefully we'll see more of Hulk going forward. But in the trailers, yeah, it's looked ace. And the stuff when it's just Mark Ruffalo, again, he just brings such... I just don't know, man. He's just got such good charisma. He's um, he's a very, very quietly funny guy. Even when... He, he when, is, yeah. Like, we, we've obviously not seen a huge amount of dialogue between the two because you don't want to give everything away. But again, when he's talking about them having a fight and he's going... Well, so who won? And Thor says he won, and he's like, mm, um, "Yeah, that, I don't that, think that, that sounds sound about right." right. <laughs> exactly. I love that scene, man. I think, given the trailers, I think they've really picked some good parts to pull out without giving anything away, as such. You know, I mean, they've given a few elements away, and I think the whole element of, of Ragnarok being end of days is is what everyone knows about it. That's that's Norse mythology. It means the end of the world as such for them. Um, and you get that hella element of stuff. And Kate Blanchett, as you mentioned before, is just the hype around her is, is just exactly what you'd kind of want because she just looks perfect. She's got this kind of weird British twang to her accent. I don't know if you know. It's Not really. It's She's just got no. this kind of cockney twang to her accent. It's kind of, you know, when she says did you miss me kind of thing or you know I'm back or whatever it is I can't remember what she says in the trailer but anyway we'll see if that's just my hearing going completely weird Um, I've just been watching too many betting adverts with Ray Winston but it's definitely feels like that to me Um, and she just looks she looks really cool I think she looks really good and the one thing you see pretty early in the first trailer is that Oh, God, Mjolnir? Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Mjolnir, sorry. Not Mjolnir. Or Mjolnir, Mjolnir is uh, Dark Decolder. Yeah. Um, gets destroyed, which... Yeah. and the, It's the, very intriguing. The theory has been that inside Mjolnir is one of the two remaining Infinity Stones. Yes. Or potentially that it, it's featured somewhere else. Because in... In it has book, to be in this film. <laughs> it, it, it's got to be because in, in the books, I think they did two different origins. Originally, it was just it was this special Uru metal, and it was forged in the heart of a dying star. But then, in in one of the sort of parallel universes that they did in the comics, um, Odin, it, it was a living storm. There was a storm that had a consciousness, and Odin battled the storm and was able to trap the storm inside this Uru metal 
and then he gave this metal to the um, the dwarf weapon makers and they forged it into the hammer and that's how the hammer is able to know who is and isn't worthy because it's actually alive. That's cool. So I did do think actually that panther comes that. out before thingy, doesn't it? Yeah, their, um, their, their way so around it from might that. be that the reason it's so powerful is because it contains an infinity stone, which seems the easiest way to do it. You know, she breaks it open, she takes the infinity stone, and that's what ramps up her power, and that's how she's able to, you know, completely scorch the earth and and destroy um, Asgard. Yeah. It looks like she's going to wipe out all the nine realms or whatever it is. And then Thor somehow gets control of it or whatever. It it looks like the logical way of doing it. But she looks brilliant. And Jeff Goldblum looks brilliant. Yeah. And it, it, the way it looks like it starts off on Earth with Thor and Loki. Uh, sorry, with Thor and um, Doctor Strange finding Odin. And it looks like Loki has done something to Odin to wipe his mind and he's just sent him off to Earth, and he's living as a hobo or as a drunk or something just on the yeah. streets, and he doesn't realise who he is. Because there was, there was photos that came out. They filmed these scenes when they filmed Doctor Strange so that it was already out there that it's been done, and you saw Chris Hemsworth, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Anthony Hopkins, and Hopkins is dressed in rags, and he's covered in mud, and he looks like he hasn't bathed in months. And obviously the last time we saw Odin in inverted commas, it turned yeah. out that it was only a hologram and it was actually Loki. So Yeah, it was. That's and then, true. And then it looks like we go back to Asgard for something. And that there's some kind of a fight. It's it looks like that's where he fights the the fire demon Serta, the big massive guy that's on fire. Yeah, it does look like that. And then they go off to Sakar and then presumably they have to come back to Asgard. So it it's intriguing. Like it's gonna there's going to be a lot busy. of yeah, it, it, I'm sure there'll be a lot to it, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's that much. They don't have to do any pre-work coming into this film. Do you know what I mean? There's no real in- introduction of new characters. You kind of know everyone. Jeff Goldblum's part is going to be relatively minor. Um, Hella will announce herself pretty prominently, you would imagine. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not going to be... Uh, a big surprise how she kind of has her introduction and, and the way that's going to come about. And, and, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be cool. It's going to be, it's, it's going to look very different to, to what we're used to. Um, and I think already visually some of the fight stuff looks, looks great. I mean, you talked about Hulk looking good, but the scene when Thor comes down and the lightning's kind of, raging all through his eyes and down his body and stuff that yeah, just looks that, wicked that that looks like it might have been the there was something i i only got this from one of the emergency awesome videos there was a bit in the in the comics where uh, odin is powered by what they call the odin force and at one point thor didn't have mjolnir but he was powered by the thor force and it was basically like a direct connection to yeah. the powers of thunder and lightning instead of having to go through the hammer and it, I wonder if that's maybe when he's got the Infinity Stone, that possibly yeah. the power of the Infinity Stone is an, it allows him to, to harness the power of, of lightning. But that looks cool as shit when he jumps down and it, it, his eyes are all crackling. And 
Yeah. And he looks so different it. himself, man, because obviously seen with a with a haircut completely that's you, changed. That's how you can tell the timeline, because when he's fighting Serta, he's wearing his old armour and he's got his long hair, and he's got his long exactly. hair when he's on Earth. But towards the end of it, he's got short hair because he has it cut before he goes to the arena to fight. Yeah, has it cut before the arena. He's got that pretty damn cool classic Thor helmet. Which um, looks brilliant. I'm so glad they've, they've done that. It's just there's like a, a, a modern, a banging, modern There's a banging Lego set. I must just put it out there if anyone does do this except me. Um, there's a really cool like Hulk in his armour and Thor like that in the arena with Jeff Goldblum. And that is probably going to get purchased in my household. Um, and it, yeah, it looks really, really cool, that scene. I think love an arena kind of style battle and the fact that you're kind of building this big suspense in the trailer and then it's just Hulk that storms through the wall. It's just classic what you'd expect from Hulk, really. And that's going to be the introduction to him in the film, you would imagine? Or do you think there'll be a bit more before that? No, I, I think that's the first time that we see Hulk. And yeah. uh, and by that point, he's been on Sakari. He's been the, the people's champion for like six months now it'd be months, nice to see like it if they do a compilation where he's fighting other people I'd kind of love to see that yeah it, it sounds like when he first arrived he was like really resilient uh, really resisting but then he, he's kind of got into it because obviously the Hulk is like pure aggression and he's in this place he, now where he gets he's to always beat had a bit of cheer. yeah he's always liked a bit of um He's got mindless a bit of an ego, violence. ego, and I know mindless violence, but a bit of an audience Hulk in, in the kind of stuff that I've seen. That, that's something that they actually and, did, if I remember rightly, way, way, way back in the old like sixties comics. It was it was mentioned that that was part of what formed the Hulk's personality. It was like the the division of the id, the ego, the super ego, and, yeah. and the Hulk was meant to be all of Banner's. Like the, the, the accident, what it had done is it had literally personified all of his base emotions, all of his aggression, all of his unconscious desires and all the rest of it and just went right, all of those things and now this big giant green bastard. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, it's a really interesting way of, of looking at it. But he looks brilliant and every time they do him, the CG gets better and better and it just looks more and more realistic. It does, it does. And I think the whole film... We keep talking about the visuals, but the whole film just looks, I don't know, man, it looks streets ahead of it what's come special, before, you know. I would say it looks very, very different. I, I actually got shouted out on Twitter for saying this, which was very, very, very surprising. You got you got shouted on Twitter, uh, on Twitter, that's not a surprise. Correct, expressing an opinion, I'm, I'm going to complain to their support because it's probably the first time it's ever happened. But my point It probably is, yeah. But it's following on from... The look of Guardians Two. It and is. Then I was actually I actually wasn't even talking about Ragnarok. I was talking about Black Panther. You know those three films: Ragnarok, Guardians, and Black Panther. They've all got a very distinct modern style. They look you know very I mean? very bright, very futuristic, very neon, very sort of inspired by Tron and things like that. Very sci-fi. Yeah, they got a sci-fi edge, and, and yeah. they look very special. And I, I they look incredibly appealing and very modern. But apparently me saying that is absolute hilarity. So, you know, please do feel free to deride me and call me all manner of names. It's difficult, man, because people just judge. Well, they just judge like they always do in these kind of films. I still often read the people say, oh, yeah, I'm sick of Marvel films and this and the other. They only okay, make one David, or two good ones. you were saying it a few days ago. 
Was he? Yeah, oh, Dave, fuck, Dave, I really like David Fincher. I'm sure <laughs> it was David Fincher. He wasn't like he wasn't no. tearing strips off him. He was saying that it, it was something about I think he was, he was talking about the limitations of you know storytelling or something. I'll be honest, that I wasn't paying that much attention because it was negative. No. And you know, I'm a bit it, it, dep- it, it just just depends, man. It does really depend because look, I, you know me, I, I love all manner of films. I, I genuinely do. And, and you know, I'll happily talk about Blade Runner until I'm red in the face. I'll talk about all the sci-fis, comedies, action, thrillers, war films, whatever, man. Yeah, the odd one. There's the odd one that's decent. Most of them are completely shit, but there's the odd one that are decent. Um, and that's the thing. You, you can't just judge entirely... You know, you'll get cinematographers that do these films and they look amazing and and they'll be in a complete different style to these films. But that doesn't make these films any lesser. The work that goes into these films um, is often incredible, you know, and it is on the edge of, you know, cutting edge of technology in terms of what they're doing. And a lot of it is green screen. And I can see some people getting a little bit tired of that at times because I think there is a lot of films in Hollywood now that just are of that nature but when you watch like civil war i didn't ever get a sense of the green screen in that film no. Do you know what i mean i didn't you know i think they use as much location as they can they obviously use a lot of cities we talked about a lot in the captain america films where it's a little bit bourne-esque where they go to different european cities and that's not green screen you know the, the few the stunts obviously are and the way they're done but then the stunts have as much realism in them as they can in that genre. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, these are comic book films. Yeah. You know, if they were just done all like The Winter Soldier, and The Winter Soldier still has elements that aren't realistic by normal standards, because these aren't just normal people as such, um, then... It wouldn't make for much of a watch, would it? Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't get any I'm, I'm sure out if, of it. If somebody could find um, an African city that was the most technologically advanced in the world, you know, and and they were able to secure rights for Marvel to film there, I'm sure they would rather do that than spend all the money, you know, creating Wakanda on green screen. But sadly, these things don't exist in the real world. No, so, well, you don't you. get those kind of cities in the middle of a jungle. Let's put it that way. Not, and not you don't that get, well, you don't get those found. cities anywhere. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you know, Tokyo to an extent might have areas you could film and they look like Blade Runner at times, but nowhere near that level of you know futurism that's what they're all about these films are about places that don't really exist and they exist maybe in your imagination and and the hard part of a of a producer of cinematographer of anyone who's involved in these things is to kind of take what their imagination is take what they think your imagination is and form it into a film that looks special do you know what i mean and and captures the imagination so yeah i don't know man i for a guy that would love to work in the industry and has the utmost respect of anyone involved in making a credible film i I just think it's bullshit to just downplay that these aren't really feats of of brilliant filmmaking really and at the end of the day i think if these films are shit people don't go to them you know yeah. I don't think I don't think they keep an audience. I don't think Marvel keep making films or Disney keep funding such films if they're not getting the tickets, you know. And, and people don't just go to these because it's just any odd film and it's just marketing. Um, maybe Suicide Squad. 
especially, especially the repeat viewers, the people yeah. who aren't into comics but love comic films. Yeah, not, exactly. And there's going... hundreds of thousands of people that have just been turned on to films like this. It's not. It's it's it, and and they wouldn't have read a comic in their life. Do you know what I mean? Or, or watched. I don't know, the X-Men TV growing up or Spider-Man or any of that stuff, but suddenly they watch Guardians and go, shit, I want more of that. Or they watch, you know, something on telly. And, and, and we'll still get it from our perspective where you get people going, I listen to one of your guys' pods after watching a film and it's great and I want to listen some more and I want to watch this, I want to do that. That still happens. And yeah. these these films are marketed to, to hell. And, and you know, it's still the same with Game of Thrones, man. You people picking that up after seven series and going, yeah, maybe I should watch this. Oh, because he was saying <laughs> the other day that his his dad's been catching up on it, and he yeah. watched the whole season in a day. Oh, that's amazing! I, I think it was season six or seven. He watched in that's a whole amazing. Day. That's genuine hero territory. That is hero territory. Yeah, that is hero territory. I think he caught watched... up on the whole thing in in like a month or something, which is that's pretty good going. Beyond yeah. impressive. Yeah, I think when I retire in God knows how many years, 40, um, I will just watch great telly just non-stop. That's fine by me. Do you know what I mean? You just watch Game of Thrones on repeat. I'll be happy even in yeah. 40 years. Um, and that's the thing, man. You know, it's it's nice when you stumble across something that you really get a kick out of. And I don't think, I think what I've learned and what I'm stubbornly becoming to accept in my older age is that, if you like something, you like it. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I just, I'm sick of people telling other people not to like stuff or to like stuff. We do this podcast because we, we basically love talking about these films and, and love having a chat and, and get a buzz out of these films and the comics and, and the TV and all the rest of it. But we don't do it to go, yeah, you guys have to love this. Or you I, have to I watch kind this. of do, I must admit. Yeah, right. I am bossy. Yeah, all right, but I'm not so much. I've just come around. I think with kids, you just lose. So there's just no point. Do you know what I mean? You have to like vegetables. No, I don't. Well, you're not going to get tea. Yeah, they're going to get something because you just can't. Yeah, but in fairness, children. people still tell me that I have to eat me vegetables and I'm 30 fucking six. Well, exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's, that's just life. It is just life, man. Yeah, we're always told by the man to do things we don't want to do. Um, but, you know, these films and whatever, you know, it's nice if people get up without listening to these podcasts and then want to go off and read things or discover things. But if they just want to listen to us talk shit, then that's fine by me as well. I'm not that bothered. Um, but I like it when people disagree in a polite fashion. You know, have some respect. Don't just go, oh, yeah, it's shit. It's like, well, why? Do you know what I mean? Why don't you like it or what? Don't you like about it? Because if you don't like this, we can probably steer you in the direction of something you might like. Because you watch Daredevil, and that's nothing in comparison to Arrow. But you'll get a load of people who don't know this stuff going, oh, yeah, Arrow this and Arrow that. I'm like, well, yeah, but Daredevil's not similar. It's completely separate to that. You know, it's education of, of sorts, you know. And we are completely off topic, but I think it needed to be. Aren't we always? A little bit. Well, yeah, I just, I, I saw that tweet and, and we, you got a bit of support out of it. One of the replies was absolutely genius that you got. Um, and it's just a case of people, I don't know, there's a certain stigma, man. There's this snobberish thing towards Marvel and DC films and TV of this nature. And it's like, it's the same with the people that used to slight gamers. Did you ever have that growing up? When you oh, God, games? yeah. I still get it now. I know. I still get it now. People saying that gaming's a waste of time and blah, blah, blah. Like what's the I'm difference like, if between my that kid and reading loves a book? gaming? If my kid loves gaming, 
I'll be happy, man. Because I grew up on games, and I've got some of my best memories of playing games like GoldenEye, you know, four people around a screen. But there's even studies that have been done now, genuine, like, peer-reviewed studies that have that have shown that a moderate amount of video game playing is actually good for kids' development. It's good for their imagination. I, I'm it's sure good for it hand-eye is, man. coordination. I was and, better and it's at also, games. It's also social. Because if you're yeah. playing online, you, you're hanging out with, like, new people and talking to them. You might be telling those people that you're going to have sex with their mother, but, you know, you're still talking <laughs> to them. That and what, that's uh, what I remember, like. this is completely off topic, and it'd be good to talk with Guy Drinkle about this on the One Up podcast, but I remember discovering online gaming, and it was probably Call of Duty or Halo or something like that. Um, and you go on, and there's these just mental Americans, yeah. and it's just these seventeen-year-olds, which literally are just fucking crazy, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like, don't give one of those people a gun in real life because I didn't. God forbid. No, that's a really bad joke. But um, that, don't give them sugar. <laughs> no, it's just like. I mean, I, just... I can be hyperactive and easily worked up, but a lot of the time when I game, I don't wear a headset because I just can't handle. No, no, I just no, burst just... out laughing when you hear some like Russian kids screaming abuse at you when you're going. That's not even a word. And then every now and then you're just there, fuck, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what it's you're just, saying. It's just the funny old dynamic man of these people. But I remember gaming when it used to be with your mates around your house, and you go and play footy, and you come back and gaming, and you do all this, and people go, oh, it's ruined this, it's ruined that. It, it doesn't, man. It's all in, you know, part and parcel of being a kid and growing up, and. Um, yeah, I just think, I just hate stigmas towards this kind of stuff. It really bothers me, you know. If you want me to go and talk about art house films and talk about shit like that, I'm not going to do it. I was <laughs> going to say you'll because, be doing it on your own. Well, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Imagine doing a podcast about, you know, art house films of any no, description. I'd have to wear something. a black turtleneck and a beret. And a, <laughs> I don't stoop turtlenecks. They make me look really drawn out and pale. Which I am, but, you know, I don't need reminding. I'd pay quite a lot of money to see you in some kind of, you know, whoa, poetry whoa, don't, contest. Don't finish that sentence. No, 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 it's some kind of, you know, poetry contest or something where you'd have to suddenly get up on stage and, and talk at an audience uh, just be, looking at you. It'd be a spoken and, word thing about Wilson, you know it would. Yeah, I don't think anything other than your dog wouldn't, yeah, that would be the conversation. It would yeah. be. Um, or you're just making random barking noises at the audience. That'd be quite insane. I'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> you would not, man. All your schemes end up in, in, in never coming to fruition. Yeah, I, I, one day. Or with things ending up on fire. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see one like Dragon's Den, just pitching some crazy idea and just getting judging looks. It would also involve Wilson. It'd probably be something like. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say not... shoes for dogs, like real shoes, but they already <laughs> exist. What, like wheelies for dogs? Oh. The shoes that got the wheels in the bottom. Oh, um, oh wafflies. <laughs> I don't there think anyone is even listening anymore to this. I think we could just talk for another 20 minutes about random shit. About um, shoes. So anyway, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It looks amazing. Um, <laughs> no, genuinely speaking... I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I think 
this year has been a pretty good year. I think Guardians Two has been downplayed a little bit. I mean, we we hyped it, and I and I still really enjoy it. Um, and that opening scene for, for Guardians Two was as not long finished. The the press tour that they've been doing was unbelievable. Mad, yeah, it does seem like a year where people have put a lot of effort into getting these films, like tickets sold you know because like baby driver um which is a really cool edgar wright film that came out this year he literally went to every city in in the world <laughs> for about three weeks there's like there's one thing on his twitter feed where he's in sao paulo the next he's in tokyo two yeah. days later and then he's in you know australia in sydney or something it's like fucking hell how many miles did you do like thirty thousand miles in in the space of two weeks it's just madness man and that's all to get these films pressed and pushed and and sold you know and you know, fair play to them because it's a hard marketplace. You know, it's some big film releases now. Um, and Wonder Woman's done extremely well. Yeah. Um, probably the surprise of the year for me. Um, but then there's, there is room for other films in there. Dunkirk's on 500 million this year. And um, I know Guardians did pretty well, didn't it, this year? Um, is there another Marvel film that came out at the start of the year? I've completely lost track. Logan. Oh Christ! Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, that's the Fox. Spider-Man. Oh, it's Spider-Man, obviously. And I don't know what Spider-Man ended up on, but it's. I think it was gone. around the seven, eight hundred million. Yeah, pretty, it, it, pretty it, well. It man. was. I think everyone's expecting these one billion things, but they just don't come along very often unless it's Star Wars. If you adjust, um, or the the ticket, the ticket receipts for. Um, for adjustment, it's the I think it's the second most successful Spider-Man film after the first Tobey oh, Maguire. Spider-Man Two went crazy, didn't it? I thought Spider-Man Two did crazy. Really. I think this one passed Spider-Man Two. I okay. think I think it did. I, I can't remember. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it's been another good year. It's been a really really consistent year. All the comic book films are pretty much. Yeah, and this is the, the end of Phase Three as well, isn't it? This is finally the end of Phase Three. Yeah, the last sort of film. So and it's now, when we it's interesting what four. direction Four is going to be hit with a bang with Black Panther, and then it's going to be huge next year. I mean, Ant Man versus the Wasp as well, and then obviously, what are we calling it this days? Is it Infinity War still? It is. In, it is Infinity Wars. Yeah. It's just the gauntlet thing maybe been given away. But yeah, um, Evangeline... Was it Evangeline? No, it was uh, Zoe no, Saldana. Zoe looks Saldana like she gave away it. the... But you never know. Yeah, gauntlet she clearly gave be, it away. It might just be the working title for it. Yeah, but it's... I mean, getting closer to these things, so you'd be surprised. The but weird thing is, because this Infinity War isn't really based on the Infinity War book. It's based on the um, Thanos quest book. Which, yeah, it's, it's going to be intriguing which direction 4 goes in, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But I think... Free's been a, a really good phase for for Marvel. I think it's taken some big steps, and it's it's done a lot of the groundwork for what's to come, really. Because you you kind of know you want more of Doctor Strange, you know, and then Black Panther in Civil War, and you obviously you know more of that. And then there'll be whole lots of Spider Man, and there'll be some other interesting elements, Captain Marvel, and stuff to come out of you know stuff to come out of of an Infinity Wars, really, because. You just don't know really what direction. We've made a lot of stew famous predictions, but it's going to be interesting which direction they go in, really. Um, but I think this film looks like it's going to end end the Marvel year on on a high, really. I think this could 
it's a really good time for release. Um, there's not a lot of films knocking about, and then Justice League kind of comes along next month. Um, but this this film looks like it's got a load of good buzz. And everything along with it, man. We talked about the visuals and the posters and stuff, but the artworks looks looks great. And I think there's a good bit of hype for it, so I'm hoping it does does exceptionally well. And I'm hoping I'm hoping it's as good as as it looks, really. Yeah, it, if it turns out to not be as good as it looks, then they've done some incredibly clever editing I, in, I agree. in the trailers yeah. because they they're being widely widely praised by people of all you know backgrounds and various different you know cinema going fans people that love comic films people that love comics and everyone is praising it and it would be i, I would be gobsmacked if it's not at least with that a cast very good and that film. director and 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 the whole plot from what we can see I, i'd be surprised yeah, yeah i really would be surprised i think it's got really good potential to be if it's not just, at least a solid 7 out of 10, I will be gobsmacked. Yeah, I, I would be too, actually. Um, and I think it's going to have those kind of twists thrown into there that just kind of maybe tip it a bit higher than that. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, Something and I'm excited talking really about it. Something talk it's about good. is the, um, the leaked Infinity War trailer. Yeah. We think the beginning of that leaks the ending of... Thor, which obviously we won't talk about because it's not an officially released trailer. No, but it, it was some handy cam footage from the um, I don't know the, the thing I, you I mentioned think it, it before was the, the Disney, Disney Expo, I think. Yeah, Disney Expo. But it, um, it, that could I, it looks like that could even be the post-credit scene of Ragnarok. We so. will get a trailer, in my opinion, for that film without a shadow of a doubt. Two weeks or three weeks of the Thor release. I, I I'm, I'm hoping it's. I'm. If it contains that it scene, if it contains that scene, then they can't do it pre the film. No, but they could have the rest of it in there, and then that. Yeah, that's the, the part uh, I thought. Credit. It was just maybe to kind of throw, you know, I don't know. The, the other the other known superhero in this film, I think Doctor Strange is in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, he, he, like I was saying before, he's in the, the Earthbound, but he's in the very beginning from... Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Um, and I did like the, the end of the Doctor Strange where he's filling his magic goblet up with beer. That's yeah, pretty when he, cool. he doesn't do tea. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and Doctor Strange really is still kind of my... One of my surprise favourites in recent years, actually. I always go back to that film now, and it's such a good watch. Um, Cumberbatch is just so cool, man, and I just think seeing more of him. And that's the thing, you want more of these characters, or I always do, um, and, and more of Ruffalo, certainly. So it's going to be it's going to be good to just kind of get a bit more screen time with, with some of those that we've not seen as much of after after Civil War, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anything else do you want to touch on? Do we want to talk briefly about the Black Panther trailer? Um, we, we may as well briefly talk about it. So the previously all we'd had was the, the teaser, and now we've had the first full real trailer for it. And again, the, the, the direction that they're taking it in, with it being so so bright and colourful. It's and, kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of sci-fi-esque, but different man i'm really not sure like i really enjoyed the trailer but i just can't get a handle on what it's going to be like at all at this stage because it just looks 
looks crazy. It looks like a weird blend of sci-fi set really far in the future, you know, like hundreds of years in the future. Yeah, technology. I get you. But also it looks hundreds of years in the past because it looks like the Wakanda yeah. people, as well as advancing technology, they've also stayed close to their tribal roots. So they're still yeah, wearing very, very traditional gear. They... If you take, if you took off the gear, you, you could be looking at, you know, a tribe that roams, you know, African plains or something. But then you look at them, and they've got the best equipment in the world. They own, they own the the entire world supply of vibranium, which is the most sought after raw material in the whole world. Yeah, and so we're expecting another Captain America shield at one stage, I would imagine. I'm expecting lots of things from this because if they get in pally pally with Black Panther. There's no reason why Iron Man couldn't have himself a, a vibranium suit. Yeah, and, I just yeah, Tony would be intriguing if they bring him into it. I fully expect Bucky to get a vibranium arm. Well, I hope so. Because um, last we saw him, Bucky was a armless and b in some kind of cryostasis. He was in Wakanda, so it kind of. You know, I don't think he'd be involved in the film from the plot and what we've seen. No. I think he may be the end. Of I the think film. he'll be. I think he'll be a post-credit scene. One of I two, do as well. When you you literally see him, you know, come out a cryo and he's a bit groggy and they say, "Oh well, you know, we just thought you'd like to see this." And somebody opens up a chest and there's an arm in there without the red star on it because you know he's not working with the Soviets anymore. Yeah, and that that'll be it. You know, you won't see him put it on until Infinity War, but that'll be just enough. Cause I like, really they, want. They're going to be too busy because it looks like the whole premise of Black Panther is, you know, there's a civil war, there's an uprising because, oh, uh, the the guy that His Michael Jordan kill, oh, Killmonger, is um, it, he he's fancies himself as the next Black Panther, and he feels like it should have been his thing. Yeah. And he ends up. There was a brilliant bit where you see him in what they call the Golden Jaguar armor. So it's very yes. like the Black Panther, but it's a little bit more golden. That is a, a really brighter. cool scene. It's a really cool scene. When his clothing actually. just sort of melts yeah. away, it yeah, looks yeah. Really it looks immense. And, and this whole soundtrack, new armor. I think we talked a little bit like it with Luke Cage. It's obviously it soundtrack is going to be in different style to what you know it's got that kind of deep hip-hop kind of rooted element to it and it's going to be different and i think i think it's going to be fresh i think it's going to be something we've not seen um at all before um and so yeah i think it looks pretty damn good and there's a lot of people going oh this and that and the other but yeah fuck them really looks insanely cool yeah, it, it really does. Yeah, and I just think the whole film looks pretty damn cool at this stage. It looks a bit. He's I mean, a cool trader. Traders, yeah, he is a cool. He, character. At the end of the day, he's a superhero king. You know, there's not uh, many. And he's people. highly intelligent as well. Yeah, he, um, he's genius level intellect, and he's a billionaire, and he's got the most valuable. He's got one up on Tony Stark. He's a king. That takes that next level. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, and there's going to be some cool fights, and I think the cast look. Perfect oh, in terms of Lupita, some really Lupita talented. Yeah, she's ace, man. She's a really cool actress, and there's some really good smart casting in there. Diana Dine, um, Guerrero as well. Yeah, uh, it's, it just looks really good. Um, I'm really excited about it, and I think 
it's early next year. You know, February's pretty early if it's February or well, March. February was it's, Deadpool release time, wasn't it? And we said the same thing around then. It's a really interesting time to release it because there's generally no big releases that, that early. Yeah. So it, it's a really big time. It's a good chance to not just get it out there to be watched, but to be watched and rewatched. Yeah, I, I agree. Film and yeah. nothing Especially else by you, you're seven times. Well, um, Deadpool still holds the record with three. That's quite a lot, man. That's impressive. Especially watching uh, it twice in the same weekend. <laughs> Have you watched it since? Um, I've watched it once on... Yeah, when I it, think when I've it first it came out on Blu-ray, I wanted to watch the Blu-ray release of it. And I, I said the other day, I actually want to go back. Whenever I hear Careless Whisper, it makes me want to go and watch Deadpool. And it was on the other day on my Spotify, and I just I said to Michelle, I badly need to watch Deadpool again because I've not seen it for a few months. <laughs> Yeah, it's such an easy film to pick up and watch. Um, that is it from us. We are still planning our 50th. Well, I'm, I'm going to do my uh, my little news section. Oh, Christ, you've got another news section. What's, how long have we been going this? Um, not an hour No, yet. we're all right. We're not we're even at, an hour. We're actually shit doing pretty good. So, and we've talked a load of shit on this as well. That's quite impressive for us. It's also nothing out of the ordinary. It's we are completely common. If yeah. you if you listen to this podcast and you're expecting no tangents, like if you're expecting a formal, then that's your own like, stupid fault. Quite structure. Frankly. The only time I think we stuck to structure was Logan. You know, I yeah, tried to be Logan, really professional Logan will on that review. Be the shining example of the one time we actually did a really, really, really well organised pod. The rest yeah. of the time it's just an hour of blah 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 bollocks bollocks penis joke potentially use a c-bomb and then and me talking up. about directors or some shit yeah you get very aroused by directors yeah it does happen um what are you gonna talk about well i just uh, now seems like a really good time um for anyone who's interested in getting into marvel comics yeah two years ago when when dc launched dc rebirth it was shock horror another complete universal reboot and Marvel are actually doing their equivalent of that right now. It's literally just started, and they've called it Marvel Legacy. And it, it might have gone off a lot of people's radar. It might have gone unnoticed that Marvel made a lot of changes to pretty much every single one of their big-name characters. Captain America, Steve Rogers, uh, was replaced by Falcon. Tony yeah. Stark, Iron Man was replaced by Riri Williams, a 15-year-old African-American girl. Thor Odin's son is no longer Thor. It's now Jane Foster. Um, Bruce Banner is no longer the Hulk. It's a young um, Asian-American kid called Amadeus Cho. And they did all of these things pretty much at the exact same time. And I think they renamed it as uh, All New, something like that. So it was All New Hulk, All New Iron Man. But they did all of these things all at the same time. And while they got a lot of positive press for making male characters female, white characters African-American or Asian or whatever, they got a lot of negative attention because they did it all at the same time. And a lot of people thought that it was pandering. So what they've done now is, after a very short run, Marvel Legacy is returning things back to, back to canon. So Tony Stark is going to be Iron Man. Steve Rogers, who lost his powers, then got them back, is going to be back as Captain America. Falcon has gone back to Falcon. It actually arrived today, Falcon number one. Nice. Thor is taken out. Odin's son is going to be back as Thor, because there's actually been two Thors. You've had Unworthy Thor, which was Odin's son, and then the Mighty Thor, which was Jane Foster. 
but they're doing an arc at the minute called The Death of Thor, so they're killing off Jane Foster to bring him back. And I just thought, if anyone's been thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'd, I'd like to get into comics, but you know, Thor is is approaching like issue number eight hundred, and I don't know how to get into it. Now is a perfect, perfect time to get into Marvel Comics because they're resetting everything back to the way it used to be. They recently yeah. did it uh, a few months ago with the X Men, and they tried to get the X Men back in line. It's a really good time for people to get in. I, I'm using the opportunity I, at the minute. I subscribe to. Uh, one Spider-Man, the Scarlet Spider, and Venom. I'm now jumping on with Amazing Spider-Man, which is being rebooted, Daredevil, and I'm giving a look into Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor as well. Because I've always wanted to get into them because they're like the mainstay of the of of the Marvel comics. Yeah. But there was so much water under the bridge; it was impossible to get into. Well, now everything's they're not resetting it back to square one but they're putting it back to a point where new people can jump in. So, in case anyone's interested, Sounds good. look out for Marvel Legacy. And they recently did a um, a one-shot like DC did with, uh, with Rebirth, and that's kind of started the process of getting everything back in line. But they followed the exact same pattern that DC did. Yeah. With a big, huge power. I won't mention it in case anyone reads it. There was a big power which in DC Rebirth was um, Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. And there was the return of a big-name character, which was the Wally West version of The Flash, who'd been stuck in the Speed Force. Marvel have done exactly the same thing with a huge power and the return of a character who was was gone. It was a brilliant book. I got up to the point where the character comes back and I took pictures of it and sent them to Joey Connor so he could see them because I knew he'd like it. And it looks like it's been done very carefully, very, very tastefully. So, just a little, you know, little update for anyone who might be interested in it. Yeah, and there are people, man. Like, I, I do you know what? It's going to come a time when I read a shit ton of comics. It's just hard. It is because I know you'll find time, man. But it's it's once my kids probably get a bit older, and I can read a lot more with with Jacob in particular. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, but it's just. Yeah, there's some really good stuff, um, and some Usually of it's just so different. It's just so different, and and a lot of people think they know everything about uh, these universes because they they watch certain films or or this and the other. But it's so much more, you know. There's so much more to it, and and some of the source material. And you know is what? It's way more cool. enjoyable. It really is. You pick up so much more from reading the books and going back and reading things that are twenty, thirty years old storylines that have been adapted for films or for cartoons or have been even used in other tv shows yeah and and seeing characters there might be a character that you know from daredevil but then you go and read some spider-man and think oh shit there's loads of kingpin in this yeah or you you, you might have seen the daredevil i've been i've read a shitload of daredevil recently i've read the whole mark wade run from a few years ago because mark wade is probably my favorite comic writer and you know you, you might have seen say um Deadshot, you know, from that Colin Farrell played in the in the oh God, the, yeah. the movie, and he was shite. But you might go awesome. read some of the books and realise that he's actually an incredibly good villain. So it, it's you know, again, without repeating myself too much, it's a great time now to jump into it. DC have been killing it for the last twelve, eighteen months with Rebirth. Anyway, if anyone does want any recommendations of books 
or individual, you know, like weekly, bi-weekly comics, please do hit me up at Small Hand Stew. If I don't know, I'll throw it out to somebody else that knows more than me, like Joey. Joey's my go-to guy, especially for Marvel. Yeah, um, Joey's knowledge is pretty incredible. At I'm times. pretty sure that he's got a hard drive plugged into his arse because there's no way you can retain that much information unless he doesn't know how to tie his own shoes because otherwise I don't know how he's able to remember all the things. Because every time I read a book, I forget something. Like when I read too many comics, I forget where I live or I forget how to drive to work. So well, that's why I've got sat nav in my car because otherwise I don't know where I'm going. That's that's a, a fair point, I guess. Yeah. Um, and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Yeah. No, that was really fun. It's good. It's good to get these kind of recommendations. It is because you know it's hard to keep up. It is. There's a lot of comics and there's a lot released on a regular basis. Um, we we did we want to do a um, a little Thor reading recommendation but sadly i can't do it on my own having read a grand total of one nah, for a novel busy in life. and joey is a busy busy man with two kids running around his feet and obviously being on the other side of the uh, the ocean makes it very difficult if we can get one in around the time of the film's release you know over the next month we absolutely will but failing that next episode is episode 50 so we wanted to try and do something a bit bigger but Samuel L. Jackson is not returning my calls. And it's I've not. got so many restraining orders in now that I've just had to stop calling and tweeting people because it's getting a little bit ridiculous now. Yeah, um, Downey Jr. is just giving me the cold shoulder, He's man. such it's a just, bitch. You know, he, he really is, man. One day he's gone, oh, come and see me in Malibu. And then he's like, oh, why are you in my bed? It's just, you know, he's, he's so hot and cold. It's the, these superstars, they're so pretentious so we're thinking for the next one we i did a poll last week and what we might do is a rundown of our top five or top ten heroes and villains because mine has changed massively in just the last three months let alone the last you know yeah i've got a couple of curveballs as well that i kind of like from a long way past that are still kind of in my well, what, what I wondered is if maybe if we did top five heroes, top five villains, but then top five shit characters. So characters that other people don't like, but you love and you can't even really explain why. That basically works for me because I like a lot of old DC characters that everyone thinks are shit, but I love them. And I hunt out comics you know, from the 90s with like Booster Golden and everyone thinks he's shit and I love him. Yeah, there's so, a cool thing. There's a lot that aren't portrayed very well. Like, Fantastic Four is so badly done in the film format, but there's some really cool comics. My dad's favourite comics growing up were really Fantastic Four, um, and Doctor Doom is is an awesome villain, and they just never, ever get things like that right. Um, so there's some bits and pieces that we can talk about that people may not know so much about. Yeah, Good so, stuff, right? Well, hopefully, we'll, we'll do that for episode fifty. Yeah, in a, in a few weeks, we'll try and get some good prep done for it. I don't think I'm going to write anything because I literally can't write shit these days. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll try and get some good stuff going with it. And yeah, we appreciate all the feedback and the unanimous vote of well, seventy-one percent, thirty-one votes wasn't something like votes, that. Yeah, that's fine. That's our listener count right there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no thanks. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To tune in as always and yeah, enjoy Thor when you're going to see it soon and give us all your feedback because, you know, we're really intrigued and we'll come back and review it and hopefully get someone on to do it at the same time. Yeah, we'll, well. we'll, we'll try and get a review done within a month. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I've got a few pods coming up. I'm uh, doing a Blade Runner for 2049 pod in a couple of weeks, and then hopefully after that. So, cool. All right, take it easy. We will catch up with you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.